The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. One of the really tricky bits about creating email content is working out how do you effectively say the same thing over and over and over again without it being the same, without it being bland all the time. Yeah, it's really, really tricky to say the same thing time and time again without it being bland all the time. <laughs> I see you did that. This is episode three. Shall we start the show? Let's do it. Robin Yes, we are back and back in action we are. <laughs> very excited. Yes, very, very excited. We're talking about getting some action today. <laughs> we're getting some action. Getting some action, yeah. We're talking about calls to action. Calls to action. So, you know, when you put an email together and, well, the, one of the big things is whenever you send an email out, the the massive thing you're going to do is make sure you have a single purpose of the thing you want people to have. The big problem I think people have when they put an email out is they don't even know what they want people to do as a result of the email. And that's the reason they don't get any movement. Right. So you and that's go, the first oh. big tip. That was an accident one, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, just, I just pop that in there. Just, just a little bit of golden, golden nugget. Golden <laughs> nugget for you. I think the big thing is, like, we, we've moved on from the days of those, like, digital magazines almost, where yes. you had, like, a nice little frame with pictures and you could click on the different things you wanted. You've got to have an intention. The, the reason is one you want a return for your investment in hosting your email list and building your email list you want a return and all of that stuff so you need to tell the person what to do and the second is the second thing is people when they receive an email they don't want to just go oh that was, that was lovely thank you delete you don't want that. You want people instead to go, oh, I'm going to do this with that information. So, you're, so you've got to have some kind of call to action. And that call to action might be something that involves you. It might be, it might be, and they're the ones we're going to mainly talk about and focus on in this episode. The other type of call to action, which we've not talked about before and actually didn't plan it all either, which is quite nice, is actually things that involve them. So sometimes if you're doing a content-heavy type email, you might say, now go and use this content and implement the thing that I'm telling you to do. So right. implementation is the first type of call to action. That is, I've just taught you something. Let's say you help people with their LinkedIn profiles or do social selling on LinkedIn, right? Right. If you just give them a tip, which is go and change this about your LinkedIn headline and it will really work for you. And here's a formula to do that. The call to action at the end might be go and do that. Go right. and do that now. To top that call to action up, it might be then call to action two might be once you've done that, take a screenshot of it and stick it on Twitter and tag me in it. So that's a, like a, what I would call like an, even though it's online, it's like an offline call to action. It's not something you're going to do within the email. It's not a button they're going to click or any of the things we're going to talk about in a second. It's something else they're going to do, going to go and take an action and then maybe tag you on some kind of social. It's a really good call to action. It is. Not not the one we were going to talk about, but no, it is not, excellent. No, 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 no. no. So, so we've got like, what have we got? Six or seven or something. Six or seven though. ideas. But yeah, we've only given, already given you two things. So basically what this is going to give you is a sort of little collection, a little toolbox of ideas that you can spring 
sprinkle into your emails over the next few weeks and months and days mm. so that you can start to make the call to action of your emails a little bit more interesting and so it's got a bit more variety to it i think i don't know about you but i tend to use i think everyone's like this you tend to use the same call to action over and over again like you're getting right. you've got that comfy chair of call to action mine is like uh, here's the scoop or something and then a link and then i use that like all the time so that what you've just described there is actually the first one we're going to talk about which is that idea of like just just the naked link just the mm-hmm. naked ooh, call to a call to action it's mm-hmm. just the link so go to www.mywebsite.com forward slash this page here so for example a call to action for this episode of the podcast is if you want to read the show notes and the other thing i'm going to tell you about in a second is a freebie you'll go to blog.responsesuite.com slash action and that's our call to action for you. So, Listen to this lad, always be closing. Always be closing. <laughs> the musical. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the first thing you can do. And there yes. is something nice about it because we live in a world of uh, you know, decreased trust, where trust is at a premium. Mm, and we're in defensive you, mode. If you can let people see exactly where they're going mm. before they click on the link, does help to build they that do trust. like that admittedly you could fake that you could you could fake that but could. i mean we've seen you know we love bitly and we use it for tracking stuff yeah but we've seen i personally i don't know about you but i've seen massively decreased click-through rates if it's a bitly or one of those shorteners links because people are like am i going to end up on some weird ass website that i don't right. want to be at really yeah you know, especially you in the earlier days of your relationship with that subscriber sure. where they maybe haven't got to trust you yet the other thing to bear in mind and this is borrowing from facebook's world is if you look over to there's a siren going past. Oh, maybe you can hear that. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> if that's, you look that's not a sound effect. If you look over at like Facebook, if you're running an ad and you try and put the URL of your ad, you can change what the display URL is. Okay, yes. If you change that so the root of the URL, that the domain name, is not the same one that you're sending them to, that won't go through. Like they'll no. say, on oh, it has to it has to be the same domain. Google did that years ago, didn't they, with 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 Google Ads and stuff right. like that as well. You have to like display legitimately the right domain that you're going to. Because of this trust, people don't want to be like sent to weird places. So the first one's the naked link, which is just when you tell them the URL that you're sending them to, or something that certainly so, looks like one. Click below colon and then the link and then the link and we, that's pretty good Dead okay simple. before we go on the next one how many um how many ctrs how many calls to action do you recommend in an email rob because i know we've sort of discussed this loads mm, at least two or three hundred yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i mean for me typically it's it vaguely depends how aggressively your market are used to being sold at so if okay. it's like b2b i think you can get away with putting more in than if it's a b2c type market sure. where you maybe have to be a little bit more subtle mm-hmm. so if you're like teaching marketing or business or something, truthfully, I've seen emails with two or three call to actions in and it right. looks totally fine. Right. So maybe you're going to put one down in the PS somewhere. Sure. Maybe you put one two thirds of the way down. And I quite like the idea of having one that's near the top so that maybe people read a sentence and if it's yeah. got the retention, there's somewhere for them to instantly click. Yes. And obviously you can sprinkle the different types of CTR, calls to action, um, CTA. 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 What am I talking about? CTA. All the way through, uh, that, rather than just using the same type all the way through. So that's one of the big tips, I think, is to make sure that you don't just have to sprinkle these from email to email, but you can actually use them differently in one email. So you might say, right. okay, great, in this email, I'm going to use this one, this one, and this one. Yep. The next email, I'm going to use a different combination. Right. And that works really, really well. Cool. And we'll sort of give you an example of how to do that and some screenshots and stuff in the notes as well. Speaking but, of screenshots. Whoa! Did I just do that by accident? Boom. Boom. There it is. The second one is a video screenshot. If you're sending someone a link to go and watch a piece of content, either on YouTube or on your blog or wherever the heck you've got it, just grab a screenshot of that video with the big play button in the middle of it. Put it in as an image in your in your email and make that image a link 
to the place that the video is and people cannot help it they see an image of it they see a video with a big play button in the middle and we can't help it we're like i want to know that information the teaser copy above it or the subject line has told me that it's something I really care about. I'm going to click play on that, and I'm going to watch that video. Of course, when they do that, that, that takes them somewhere to actually play the video externally. Big tip, don't spend hours trying to find the perfect face where you no. look like Tom Cruise or something. Like, try and find the face, because that'll take me ages. I was gonna say. Uh, find, the, find the face where you look the most ridiculous. The face where you've just started to say... And it's blurry. Yeah. And so it just looks like a video screenshot. Because the truth is, whenever you pause a video, you automatically, it, it, it naturally finds the worst. I look like I'm chewing a gobstopper. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So make sure you find that so it looks dead natural and then just drop that straight into the email. Again, some email marketing platforms, I mentioned Infusionsoft uh, a couple of episodes ago, but sure. there's a, there's some uh, email marketing systems will actually allow you to just drop the YouTube link or something in and it will pull the screenshot. It does. It. And if you use Loom, Loom does that for you as well. So if you mm. make a little video on Loom, it drops it straight in and chooses a screenshot. And on some platforms, it even plays the damn video in the email. Like, flip an egg, that's real witchcraft. So that's, that's pretty amazing I have to say, stuff. one of the things I like about having something where it's very clearly a link to a video mm. is, first of all, it has a really nice continuity to it. So people read the email. And whereas if you just said, click here to find out more or something, yes. and they click on that and there's a video on the page, well, now they've got a, oh, there's a video on the page. Because you've got that little video thumbnail, they find out there's a video to watch. Mm. And now when they click on it, they're, they're expecting nothing else but that video. Like that's sure. what they're waiting for. Sure. And that gives people a nice little break in their day. Of, oh, I haven't watched a video. I haven't watched a video. And also they're expecting it. Another little hint just to go back to the previous one and link these two together is, some people will not understand that they can click that. They'll think, well, you can't play videos in an email, so I'll not click that. Where do, where do I click to watch that video you talked about? And that's a lovely right. screenshot of it. So I would always also include a naked link, hey, back referencing, um, underneath it and say, which I always do. So I put like the, the image of the of the video with a like, big play button in the middle, lovely. And then underneath it, or click here to watch it on my blog or whatever, or wherever it is, or here, or click here to watch it on YouTube. And then the naked link. So I put those two in and you've, now you've got two click, uh, calls to action right inside of there. Uh, dead, dead simple. And it's really compelling. And also it's just a really good visual at standing off the page. If you want to go the next step up, apart from the video uh, screenshot, you could make it an animated GIF. So get a, a few s sort of scenes of that and make it out into a GIF so that it looks like you're sort of moving a little bit. We've tested that across a few things and it really works very, very well. Very, very well. You probably indeed. want to make sure that you put some sort of replacement um, alt text in the yes, image in, in case, case the, for whatever reason sure. there... Uh, email client blocks the image from displaying. Yeah. There will be a little thing that says click here to display images, but people might not see that. And mm. so just make sure you have a little thing here that says, you know, click click display. And images. make that preview thing a little bit curious and stuff. You know, so if you've got something where you've got you're going to be talk about in that video something mysterious, you might have like a big question mark or you might have uh, so just something in that makes people go, that's unusual. The other reason to do that and to have some an unusual prop in that preview is so that the next time you send an, an email with an image of a video in, they don't think, oh, is that the same video from before like it has its own unique thing so in the first one you had a pineapple which obviously sounds like oh that's one with a pineapple but the next time you, you get it, I don't know you're holding a cup or something oh it must be a different video because you might be wearing something different your hair might be slightly different but also that's a different major prop on it so a few different ideas for making that screenshot that video screenshot super duper good that's two What's that's next? two oh we've got loads haven't we so the next one is 
call to action text. I'm looking at the little notes down here. I'm not, I'm not even That's trying right. to be subtle about it for the YouTube viewers, by the way. I like, I'm just looking at it because uh, we do a little bit of preparation on this. So uh, call to action text. That's where instead of having the naked URL, instead of saying, you know, blog.responsory.com slash action, what would say instead is it would, the, the, the hyperlink text would just say, click here or watch the video here or whatever text you want to use. And you hide the destination where they're going to end up on the web page itself behind that text. And you've, you've seen that loads of times. If you use WordPress, you can highlight a bit of text and say, oh, where do you want that to link to? You've seen it loads of times, but it's a really good way of letting people know that they should click it or yeah. what they what they are going to see rather than seeing that, uh, that sort of dirty sort of naked link, right? Yeah. Now, the other thing I think you can do here is to change up the wording that you use on that thing. So okay. sometimes you might say, click here to find out the details, click here to get the full scoop, watch the video here. There's like, loads of different ways you can talk about that. In fact, we've put together a resource for you to help you out with that. Because, we have. Yeah, with our, some of our favourite ones. So basically, you'll find that you'll be able to download our resource. What's in that resource, Rob? It's basically 10 interesting ways to say, click here to do the thing. Yeah, without being boring. So make them actually interesting. You'll find that for download on the, on the show notes page uh, over at at blog.responsesweek.com slash action as well. Very, that's, very easy. That's freebie. Just put your email address in and you can have that. Now, here's one that I am I, I use less frequently, but you're a big fan of this. I right? use this all of the time. Go on, you can talk about it and then I can tell it's, you that you're wrong. It's the button. So the fact that you can drop a, a graphical button into, you know, you can normally build them inside your email um, marketing service. Or you can just uh, build one as an image. Yep, Same thing. Drop the image in. You make yourself a little button that would have the text on it and, and take them over. I tend to use that less. And the only approach, the only reason for that is I try and make my emails look more like a real email that I'm actually sending to the person. Right. And I would never send you an email and make sure I took the time to put a button to in. To put a little button in. Having yes. said that, I'm very aware that if you, with some circumstances, it works well. So for sure. example, if I'm emailing a bunch of members of my program and yep. I want to get them to register for a webinar. It's great for registration. That's where I put a it's really good if you've got an e-commerce business because they're used to being on an e-commerce website and seeing the add to cart button. So if your your audience is already in that mindset of buttons mean I get to take action and they get I get the thing that I want, I get that gratification from it, it's really good for that. So registering for something it's really good for confirmation if you do like double opt-in, which I know a lot of people are doing and brilliant and good good for us, you know, cleaning up the world of the internet doing that. Uh, so if it's really good for confirmation Information. I think I really booking a that. call to speak to you, like booking into your calendar, I think it's that's a great good for that. Whereas, you know, downloading a free resource, it's a it can be a bit weird. Although I have seen some really, I'm, I'm going to take that back actually, because I've seen some really good download graphics, which say download with a little download arrow. It looks like a download graphic you say on a web page. So, I think my distinction of it is if I just want to take them to a page where they're going to learn about something, right. I would tend to put a link. Uh -huh. If I'm going to give them something that they're going to click on and they're then going to interact with that page somehow, like they're going to, um, you know, add something to a shopping cart like an e-com or they're going to book into my calendar or register for a webinar, then a button seems to make more sense. But imagine if that's the way, I'm just having a little think out loud here. Imagine if that's the way we're all trained and that's what we all expect. So it's often interesting to zig when other people zag. Do you know what I mean? Right. So imagine if you had a course you're selling normally to go and buy your four-part training, you would never put in a button to say, go and you know have a look at the, the sales video for this training. But imagine if your call to action was, go watch the video and it says like, start course now. Right. 
that, that was a really interesting way of just changing things up. It's like all of these things that we're talking about, just because these are the ways that we tend to use them, always be try I, I always try and think of, okay, if that's the normal way of using it, what's the opposite of that? Uh, and how can I use that as a way of standing out in the inbox? And I think that's what it's about. The big it? key thing here is don't, it's really easy to get lazy when you're writing emails and just drop back into the same old habits. So it's important when you get to that point where you go, right, there's a call to action needed now, to stop and think, okay, great, just stop for a second and think what would be interesting and what would be totally different from everything else I've done for the past week or the past two weeks? How do I mix this up a bit? Mm -hmm. And that's probably when it's time to shove in a new one. Yeah, absolutely. So next one. So the next one is the anchor text. So this is where you're going to take, it's, it's very similar, so we're going to have to be careful here, to the last couple. It's basically where you're going to take a piece of text within a sentence and make that the link. So it's not an instruction. It's not click here to watch the thing. Right. Nor is it the naked link. It's So for example, you might say, I've just recorded a brand new video about, and you would link the words, a brand new video. Yeah, for example, if uh, if we were sending out one for a response suite and it was sort of going out to people who are not yet customers of response suite, we might be saying something like, uh, um, what, we, what we did last week for customers of response suite is to blah, blah, blah. And we might hyperlink the words response suite and it, just even though it's in the middle of a sentence before we get into that call to action later or we're, we're hosting a new webinar, it's about blah, 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 blah. And again, that text would be linked. So it's, it's basically context-driven and it's to do with what the content is rather than being about that call to action. And I love to use this one in conjunction with or as, as a mixture with the one that is click here to find out about this thing or click yeah. here to watch the video. Sure. Because that call way you can put it in the lovely sort of paragraph at the top. So I've just recorded this brand new video that takes them to the sales page, which has a video on it. But then further down the page, it also has click here to find out more. It's, it's a, a firm favourite. It's a firm favourite combination. I love that as well. Uh, it's really good. Okay. And next we've got, this one's tricky to describe actually. So you might want to check out the show notes for this one. But it's, we call this the fake personal link. And I'm going to tell you now, I invented this. You did? Uh, about 15 years ago. So this is what you're doing. I'm trying trying to imagine this in your head right now. And if you need some visual guidance, you'll find it all in, in the show notes. But basically what you do is you create a, a link. So let's say it was going to be responsesuite.com and uh, it's called a fake personal link. So what I would do if I was sending the, the, the link to you, Rob, when you received it, it would look like this. It would say responsesuite.com slash video slash Rob. Right. And you would think, oh, this is a video for me. An actual fact, all I've done is I've typed in responsory.com slash video, which is where the video is, and then in the uh, and then slash and then put the mail merge tag in for inserting the, the, the recipient's name. So it would actually be responsory.com slash video slash insert first name. Needs a question mark too. Well, it depends on how you do it. So this is the HTML version, okay. and we'll talk about the oh. plain text version of it in a second, That's right? That's me talking. Yeah, there you go. So you just sit down in your little box again. So just to go back to that, so it'll be responsibly.com slash video slash insert person's name, first name. Then you'd highlight that, and then just like you did before with the insert in the, the, the link, you'd then tell it to go to responsibly.com slash video, and that's where the video is. So that's the way you do it if you're doing HTML emails. So of course, it looks like they're going to a personalized page for them, but they're not. However, and that's cool, I invented that, and I came up with that, and that's cool, but the other way of doing this, if you're doing plain text, or if you're sending both types of email, is to do it like this, using a little a little hack of the intertubes, and that is, in plain text, you type in the URL that you're going to send them to, so responsesuite.com slash video, and then you put slash question mark, and then insert their 
first name. Basically, what happens is the browser, when they get to that URL, will ignore the stuff after the question mark. So it doesn't even take any notice of their name unless you've told the page to do that. And that means they get to go to that page, which will just take them to responsive.com slash video, and they'll be watching that video, but they'll have th- they think that it's a personalised video for them. D- did that make sense? It does, yeah. I, again, it's going to be much easier to understand if you go and read the show notes for this episode. I think so. Sorry about that. Blog. I tried to do my best for you on, 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 on the audio version. Blog.responsesuite.com forward slash action is where you'll find all of that. You'll find all of that, as well as those all those different uh, calls to action. Got and one ways. more for you as well. well we have. Oh, oh yes, your, this is your favourite. And man. actually, this is getting more interesting as technology has evolved. And this is the idea of the call to action being just hit reply to this email and tell me the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. So this uh, has its roots back. um, I can't remember. A really famous marketer came up with a concept of the eight-word email. Yeah, I don't remember who that was. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a different episode. But it basically... We'll credit them in the notes, though. We will. It basically (laughs) requires you to send an email out. And at the end, it's a really short email and he put together in like eight words and people would hit reply and then they would would answer the question. And the, 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 the... sort of premise of your email was are you still interested in getting help with this thing okay. and then they would reply and say yes i am but or yes i am and or no i'm not and now you, and no, or no i'm not and now you would be in a conversation with them and i think that really shook me as, as something interesting and it's something that we've talked about in a campaign we created called the at me campaign yes absolutely uh but the which we'll talk about another time but the idea is that you can send out an email and then somebody can hit reply and you are now in a good old-fashioned email genuine conversation there's a couple of things about this first of all people aren't used to being able to reply to those emails and get anything no they think you're a faceless corporation if you've ever sent out an email to your list and for whatever reason a subscriber's had a bad day or they just they're annoyed about something and they reply and for whatever reason they're disgruntled with you rightly rightfully or wrongfully sometimes if you reply and say oh i'm you know hi, Jeff, I'm really sorry that this thing happened. That person will reply and go, oh, sorry, I, I didn't expect to get a response. I think yeah. they just literally wanted to vent in the, in mm-hmm. somebody's general direction mm-hmm. and then they apologize. And if you give them a bit of significance, that's what we call it in psychology, isn't it? We call it giving them a bit of significance and saying, it's okay, I, I'm patting you on the back, I recognize you. It's that feeling that when you go and see a celebrity, like a, a performer, a rock band or somebody uh, performing on stage and somebody and the person, look, the lead singer like, looks at you. It's that moment of, oh, they looked at me. Oh, oh, he replied to me, she replied to me. If feels really, really good. And, and the way I've used this myself, actually, is that there's a certain point in the sales process for one of my coaching programs where they've been through a whole bunch of communications with me and application form offer and all that sort of stuff. And eventually, there's an email in my sequence. Remember, none of this is just for like broadcasts. All of this stuff can be fit into your campaigns as well. I'm interested a- to see if this is the same way I used it. So eventually... I just emailed them in this campaign saying, "Hi, yeah, I've noticed you've been involved. You've been in my in a relationship with me for a while. You haven't joined my program yet. Can you just tell me why?" Yep, I do exactly the same. <laughs> I'm thing. literally that blunt, not rude. I'm just like, I'm just curious as to why, and I get. I get responses to that every week, every week. And now I'm in an open conversation, understanding that person's objections, which means I can help to move them to the next phase if it's right for them. And if it's, if it is not right for them, I can say, do you know what it is? You actually, the resource you need is this other thing by this other person, or what you need is this thing or that thing. I can put them in the right direction. But more importantly, from that thing, I can tighten up the sales process that comes before them for all the other people who have the same objection, but I would never have thought about it. 
Yeah, it's a really, really powerful really thing. I used powerful. it in exactly the same way. So get people to reply to your emails. Again, it's another really interesting way to have a call to action. The other thing, of course, you can do now is, you, is uh, again, some of the email marketing platforms like ActiveCampaign has this. Uh, I'm sure some of the others do as well. It's just that one's off the top of my head. Uh-huh. Is that they can actually track when somebody hits reply and sends a reply. Yeah. And so now you oops, now you could kickstart a whole bunch of new automations. I just flicked my headphone cable there. You can now start a whole bunch of different automations mm-hmm. based on that action. So it's really, really, really good. So all the show notes and all of that stuff, like we said, is at blog.responsesuite, blog.responsesuite.com slash action. And now it's time to hear what our listeners had to say. Yes. Uh, every single week, if you're new to the show, hello, welcome. Make sure you do leave us a comment and a review over on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. It really me- makes a difference to you, to us. And once you've done that, by the way, take a screenshot of it and email your, your screenshot of your comment over to us um, over at podcast at responsesuite.com and we're going to send you access to a brand new course that we're working on and we'll be giving you details of that in the upcoming episode so take a screenshot of your comments once you've uh, your feedback and your uh, your comments and stuff on itunes or whichever player and uh, and email it over to us that's podcast at responsesuite.com but if you want to get involved in the show directly what are they going to do rob well you can actually submit one of your burning questions about email marketing and we will do our very best to give you a good answer for it. You can submit the question as a little voice message. It's super easy to do over at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash show. You can just record it from your phone or your computer. Uh, make sure you include your name and your business or your website and you'll get a little shout out on the podcast as well and we will do our very best to answer those questions. We will and in fact here is this week's listeners question. Hi, it's Holly from Holly Ellis Design. And I would love to know what you think is the best way to keep your audience interested in your email newsletters so that they keep opening them up time and time again. Great question. Love it. It's a really good question. In fact, it's such a good question. We thought there's only one way to respectfully handle it. And how are we going to do that, Robert? We're going to ask the Oracle. We're going to ask, what would Julie Andrews do? What would Julie Andrews do? And to answer this question, we've only got two minutes. Rob, you're up. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing to bear in mind is that your subscribers are subscribing to you today. And very, very quickly, they will start to forget who you, who you are and why they subscribed to you in the first place. So the first thing that you need to do in order to start handling that is to make sure that you create some sort of engagement with them very, very quickly, by which I mean interact. So that could be, going back to this episode, getting them to reply to something about uh, something you asked them. So Ooh, you, asked you just them tied it into the episode theme. I love that. I did, by accident. Uh, what, what do you think about this thing? What, what do you need the most help with? Why did you join my list in the first place? Where are you from? Like something relevant to what it so is. So you're asking you for a reply with. here. Yeah, and people are going to hit reply and send you a, a thing. And now suddenly, just so, so both... Um, technologically that's going to help you get delivery better but also emotionally and psychologically that's now created a bit more of a two-way street can you imagine if you come across somebody on the internet and their stuff looks good and you followed their content imagine this happened with tony robbins you go ahead you send an email and so you get an email back that is i mean signed from tony robbins even if it wasn't really oprah or somebody yeah yeah yeah. and you get a reply back can you imagine the deeper connection you have you would rave about that forever more that would become a life-changing transformational experience for you so i think the first thing is very very quickly i love that you turn into tony robbins at the end of that as well life-changing transformation experience <laughs> i just need to be taller very very quickly just get some sort of interaction from them okay now since you've eaten in some of my time i will have to be quick on mine so uh, what i would do is say at the end of every single time you email people with your newsletter or your broadcast open a loop at the end of every conversation end of every conversation that you have in someone's email inbox what we tend to do is actually completely end that thought in their head and what we want to do instead is actually pose other questions in that email or that piece of content which opens up loops and 
raises more questions that you're going to answer and you promise to answer in future episodes or future installments of that newsletter. So for example, in this episode alone, we accidentally mentioned the fact that we'll talk about other things in future episodes, such as the at me campaign and things like that. So that's what I would do. Start raising questions. Thanks, Holly, for your question. Oh, boom. We made it again. That's going to be an episode where we don't make it, you know. There's going to be one where we're like, ah, I want to say more. Oh. I have to decide what happens if that guy, just one of us like get gunged or something. Crikey, this is fun. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? We so, hope you're enjoying the new show, by the way. We really love having you listen. And uh, make sure you do leave us a comment and some feedback over on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. Or YouTube, for that matter. Oh, if you're watching YouTube. this here. And if you aren't watching this and you would like to be, you can go and find us on YouTube, on the Response with YouTube channel and you see can, what's happening. You can. You can see it all behind the scenes. You can see the funny faces we pull at each other and uh, in, and and in general and yeah if you're not already subscribed to the show please do subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any of these every other week and that's including next week we'll be talking to another great guest and of course we'll be back in between times to talk about some of your email marketing questions and some of our hints and tips to improve the results and the sales you're making from doing better email marketing see you next week the Really good question this week, wasn't it? Yeah, another one in the can. Yeah.